Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your host Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast, presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host Zay, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself. I got my bros with me, the Fantasy Fiend. I'm Young Vander. Holla at the people. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And the rookie aficionado, Bro Joe. Holla at him. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Yo, we have a highly entertaining show for you today. We're going to give you our final opinions and outlooks going into the year with the roster cuts for 2023. We're also going to go over your news. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel at Fantasy Football Fiend, F-E-I-N. We're going to go ahead and start out with your news. Let's kick it off. And now your fantasy news. All right. So not as much news. Uh, some of what would be news we'll kind of get into as far as the cuts and things of that nature are concerned. But um, first and foremost, Jonathan Taylor, he's going to miss a minimum of four games being on the pup list. And I don't know how to feel about this because at this point, we kind of know the game that's being played. He's healthy enough to play. And if they had a trade of him, he probably would have came right on off the pup list. So I'm not familiar enough with the the rules as far as um, how you make sure that you get credit for the for the year NFL wise. So he doesn't end up going through the same thing next year if he's not with the Colts or if he doesn't get traded midseason. But how are we feeling about JT? What's his value now that we know for certain he's missing a minimum of four games and he might not play unless or until he's traded near the October deadline. What you got on that, Joe? Yeah, with that, he pretty much has to at least start playing by week six, I mean, week seven to accrue the league year. So ultimately, I think, you know, he's going to he's going to eventually play. He has to play. Um, I just think he said it's just a stalemate. I don't know, kind of off him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you look at his relative value, it's like even after week four, what are you going to – what if his foot still hurt for two more weeks? You owe me halfway through the fantasy season, and at that point, you know, you had a loss of value. Um, he's just a tremendous player. Dynasty, obviously, I was still – I'm taking him as if, you know, he has – he's him, you know, obviously. But we already know the game, like you said. What you got, Bear? I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, we know this is Ursa, right? Um, so I, I, I was looking for him to play hardball. Uh, I was surprised when he even gave him permission to secret trade. Um, it's funny that some I guess that they, they kind of had the asking price pretty high to right. the point they knew he wasn't able to get traded. Therefore, they was able to stick him with this. Um, so they they really put him between the rock and the hard place. Um, he's actually still gonna be, I think, up to October. You know, right. still yeah. to trade. Now the question is this: Where do you draft this guy in your leagues? Um, 
did you draft him where you draft someone like a Kamara? I think they're sitting at something like running back 23. Um, do you take him that late? Um, he could very well be a steal for someone, um, especially if you're going zero running back. You're able to occur these, um, you know, very high dollar wide receivers and then get a high dollar running back late. So, so um, there's a lot of, a lot of fancy owners going to have a lot of questions entering their drafts uh, moving forward. Do either one of you know what happens? Like, like say, for instance, if someone were to get hurt, like just in general, and they weren't able to play for the year, does that still not accrue a league year? Or is it only if you hold out and don't play beyond week six? Because how do they how do they keep him from saying that he doesn't still have the same ankle injury if he doesn't get traded? And would we still be able to accrue a league year that way if he's still, quote unquote, hurt? Or is it just if you choose not to play? I would think the distinction, and this is assumptive, but IR is a lot different from, you know, just not showing up and not playing the games. It's, it's, it, it, are you able and willing to to participate in the game? IR is completely different. I, I, I presume because most players we've seen on IR, it was just that. They just went through IR and they was free agent next year. He's safe right now, but if they put him on that NF. NFI list. NF, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, now we're talking. You know what I'm saying? Now we're really talking, you know, a different thing. But right now, uh, he's actually kind of safe. He's probably going to bite the bullet and just play in week five or six or whatever. But that's safe. that's my assumption at this point that he'll 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 take that, you know, little hiatus just to attempt to prove a point. And then um well, I mean, at this point though, he has to miss the first four games. So it's not up to him at this point. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting scenario and in where he ends up being drafted. Like, know your league rules, because if you can put a suspended player on IR and he not even take up a bench spot, I'd probably take him a little bit higher than what most people would just to make sure that I got him, to be honest with you. Same thing with Kamar. Um, Deion Jackson is likely the starter with JT on the pup. So how are we feeling about Deion Jackson? I know when he got, you know, a little bit of run the last go round. You know, he had a little bit of pop to him. Um, and then he ended up getting hurt at one point. But um, this may be one of those dart throws towards the end of the draft, knowing that he's going to have a job. Or how do y'all feel about Dion? I feel about Dion Jackson um, about much as I feel about Jesse Jackson, Randy Jackson, <laughs> Jermaine Jackson, Tito Jackson. Um, I don't feel nothing. Um, the Colts are still in contact with Kareem Hunt. Uh, therefore, okay. that's still a possibility. Um, but Kareem didn't make his mind up because he already has like four offers. I heard. Yeah, I saw that. This is about to start, so he need to make his mind up. Uh, but don't look for RB one. You know, Deion Jackson. I guess nah, you know, nah. just a flex. You know, like you said, deep in the league or whatever. Maybe so, but no, saying that. So your boy, Trey Lance, is now a cowboy. I don't exactly know how to feel about this. Um, he'll get his he'll get his uh, opportunity to learn the game, which I think is more necessary than anything else. I don't think that the 49ers, they drafted someone who was going to need to sit and learn the game, but then didn't give him the time to do so. So I don't exactly know what was on their mind as far as that was concerned or unless they just thought they were quarterback whispers and because it was them, he wouldn't need the time to develop. But I mean, looking at where 
Dak's dead money is, he's he's gonna. I mean, unless they're gonna pay him to be the backup when Cooper Rush uh, hits his contract in two years, I don't really see the point of the Cowboys doing this because they're gonna eat a whole lot of dead money if Trey Lance does actually end up being their starter. But how do we feel about Lance going to the Cowboys, Joe? I actually think, you know, it's going to play out him being a backup. Honestly, you would have liked to be under a different circumstance to where you kind of see, like, if Kellen Moore was still there, then I would like it a lot more. But McCarthy, it could be, he might be not even on the head coach in a couple of years, for all we know. Um, but it might be next year. But Dan Snyder point, might be taking over for him, for real. For real. Man, but to your point, you know what I mean, to, to what you were saying, um, like, a lot of people looked at Trey Lance as the same project as Josh Allen, to your point. I think, you know, Shanahan was just like, hey, you know, I was plug and play. We done had RG3, Kirk Cousins. We've been successful with numerous quarterbacks. But like you said, he really didn't get an opportunity to do anything. And I think him having that finger injury to begin his rookie year really and set the ankle him behind. And he's right. But um, as far as, like, you know, I don't think he'll ever get a chance to start. But I think he might be a good commodity to develop, you know what I mean, Jordan Love had, you know, if he had the Jordan Love situation, we'd be having a different conversation if we knew he had two or three years uh, to develop. And it kind of puts him in that situation now where he doesn't have to worry about, you know, what's going to happen on Sunday. He got a couple of years. What, what you got on your boy, Vander? Man, I think it's a good situation. I think the Cowboys want um, he was able to get discounted for, you know, minimum uh, compensation. Right. Uh, everybody know Dex. Prescott is no stranger to injury. So this could very well be someone who can come in and play and keep the, you know, the boat afloat until he returns. So um, it's definitely two years at least minimum on the shelf, Um, you know, looking at Dak Prescott's contract. So uh, I think it's a good play. I mean, right now it's just a lottery ticket, but there's really no, no lose here for the Cowboys. I think it's a pretty good swing. I I think he'll end up, uh, been their backup until Dak's contract is up and then you already have your heir apparent in the building as long as he doesn't mess up too bad he, he's young enough to be able to wait out Dak's contract and and I think based on some of his comments that he's been making he likes being in Dallas um that that, that was a a preferred spot if he had to go somewhere for him so I can kind of see him taking over for Dak when I think what Dak got what a four-year extension I, I want to say it was so, I mean, I think we'll have an opportunity to see him before that fourth year because, like you said, Dak's no stranger to injury and then kind of go from there. Uh, speaking of another guy who's no stranger to injury, uh, Jerry Judy won't be going on IR, so he'll be available at some point in time within the first four weeks. Uh, does it matter? Um, with a hamstring injury, a lot of times it can linger, and this guy has lower body injuries all the time anyway. Are you going to risk drafting Jerry Judy, knowing that he already has that type of injury event? I mean, you got to draft them. The, the question is, where do you draft them? Um, so, I mean, his current ADP, I mean, maybe if you get some guys that's around him, I'll probably go for those guys. Right. Um, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not really a fan of him in this offense anyway. I'm a fan of him. I just think, you know, if he was in a – if he's like in uh, the McVay offense, it's due to be yeah. Nuts, you know what I'm saying? We see what Justin Jefferson is doing in that same offense. So, but in this offense right here, 
it's not really geared towards that position per se. So I don't know. I mean, I still you got to draft him. You can't not draft him, but I will go for guys that's centered around him uh, when that time comes as far as drafting. Because I want to hit the ground running. I don't want to wait for a guy for two or three weeks. You know, that just, part. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, and, and I, I would even be more apt to draft him if he did go on IR because he'd be drafted quite a bit lower. And I know I have an IR spot that I can put him in until he's healthy versus him just taking up a bench spot because I don't know if he's going to come up lame in the middle of a game. And I can't afford for you to have 0.5 points. It's the first quarter, and I'm basically taking nothing for you from that game. And that can easily happen as far as, you know, re-aggravation with, with hamstrings. So, I don't know. I mean, it'll probably be a, a Denver fan that'll end up drafting him about where he's going right now. It's probably what's going to end up happening. A couple of other wide receivers, Um, one came off of IR, a couple others may be going on IR. Uh, so, Wondell Robinson of the Giants just came off of IR. You have Tyquan Thornton from New England who possibly may go on IR due to shoulder. And then you have Cal Phillips of Tennessee who went on IR. So we have a couple of teams that are strapped at wide receiver. Um, The Patriots just lost a guy that could have been their deep threat. And now they're definitely going to be dependent on Juju and Bourne. Um, And then even more so on their tight ends Uh, in the Tennessee offense. They already lost Burke as far as uh, the outside receiver. Phillips is supposed to be the uh, slot guy. So now Hopkins is going to be more dependent upon. Also, I can see Chig, the tight end, being uh, more dependent upon in the intermediate areas, especially with the slot guy being gone. So uh, how do you guys feel about this trio of wide receivers? I mean, Phillips, he's like becoming a new like Brian Hartline. <laughs> uh, um, he a bad boy when it's off season, right? He, yeah, but boy, it come game time, he's just like on the shelf. Um, the Wandell, he hasn't been had much luck as you know either as far as injuries concerned. And Taekwon, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't, he wasn't on my radar fantasy wise anyway. So, what you got on these guys, Joe? Yeah, I agree, man. It's really nothing to read into with none of these guys. I wouldn't be interested in none of them. I mean, I would have loved Wandell to have been healthy last year, but there's many wide receivers that's in on that team. It's like you don't even – I don't think no one's going to know in a given week who's going to be the number one guy or the number two or three guy. We only know is Darren Waller. So there we go. Darren Waller is all I need to know about the Giants. Right. He stay hurt too. So, I mean, yeah. They got a whole mass unit. I mean, so. he's probably the only short thing right. as far as wide receiver. I, I can agree with that. And he's going like fifth round right now. So like if, if you draft the tight end a little bit later um, and, and you're not, you know, going in your first few rounds as far as tight end is concerned, uh, as long as he's not injured, he will be a guy that they're depending on in that offense. So, I mean, I can see kind of pivoting that direction versus going your, you know, Kelsey's Kittles, Andrews of the world. Um, one last guy I wanted to bring up. I don't know that he'll be fantasy relevant, but it's a feel-good story, and he could be. But uh, Justin Ross, former Clemson standout, is healthy and made the 53-man uh, roster, and th- he was going to be one of them had he not gotten hurt. So 
are we kind of feeling like since, you know, Tony's always hurt, they don't really have, I mean, Scantling, eh, you know, they don't really have that guy other than Kelsey, obviously. But how are we feeling about Justin Ross? Could he be one of those, you know, last ditch effort, last pick of the draft kind of dart throws that could turn into a darling? Or is it just a, a feel good story and you don't want to touch it? But you got on that, Ben. Nah, I think this is, I think it's something here. Uh, okay. Consider what they have at wide receiver on their team, like you just mentioned. He's a big guy, you know, good skill set. Um, he was one of the, the highly touted wide receivers in college football at one point. So now it seems like he's back healthy. Um, him and uh, Pat Mahomes seem to have a pretty good chemistry. Um, he's actually, a, you know, a pretty good fan of him. And him making this 53 is, is a real telling thing. Trust me. So I think Ross can probably give you something. You know what I'm saying? I think he's his opportunity to play this year. I mean, Scatland, we seen he he showed what he can do in this team. Uh, Tony, I think Tony could be the guy, but again, health issues. They hurt. <laughs> Still a question mark on him. You have Justin Watson. What he gonna do? You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, this kid is probably the most talented wide receiver in the room already. Yeah. Uh, but I think he'll get his opportunity. I think this could be something. What you got on Ross, Joe? I'm I'm gonna go on the uh, other stance only because of. On a given week, other than Kelsey, we've seen him give everybody else a share of the ball. Week to week, that second guy has always been different. We saw Sky Moore. We saw Scantlin. We saw Justin Watson have a couple good games. It's like, other than Kelsey, we just don't know how predictable this team is going to be. And for someone to draft a first-round pick in Sky Moore, turn around a second-round pick in Rasheed Rice, I'm not saying Justin – I think Ross is a great player, but – the capital lies with those two players as well as Tony, what they gave up uh, to get him from the Giants last season. It's I don't want to kind of guess that situation. But if he fell, you know, last pick of the draft for you after you had an injury spot, you want to go ahead and add him. That's right in that territory for me to, to kind of have a fly on him. And that pretty much wraps up the news. Let's go ahead and get into what do the cuts tell us? All right, so a lot of cuts. Um, some of them not really fantasy relevant. Others are kind of telling as far as what may happen in fantasy. Some may tell us a little bit more about the guys that are in front of them. Some of them were just kind of strange, but we'll kind of get into all of them. First up, Colt McCoy cut by the Cardinals, and then they acquired Joshua Dobbs. So it's going to be between Jobs and the rookie tune. Who's going to end up starting there? For me, this feels like Arizona's attempting to tank, but just don't want to show their hand. And I, I think they're going to start whichever one they feel is the worst between Jobs and Tune, to be honest with you. But even more so importantly, how does this affect the other guys that will be drafted, your Connors of the world, your uh, Rondell Moores, your your Ertz of the world. H- how are we feeling about the uh, Arizona team in general after these cuts and acquisitions have been made? What you got on that, Vander? Stay away from everybody. <laughs> um, you know, every you know every year is always a, a team that you you don't want to be a part of anything they got going on. Yeah. This is the team, um, so. I mean, because at that point, 
you would think Connor would be the man, but then it's going to be more packed boxes, you know, things like that. Um, Marquise Brown, he hasn't been doing well in the offseason. He's not separating. Um, I do like the rookie Wilson a whole lot, Michael Wilson. But then again, he's a rookie. And then he got these passers throwing the ball who are not, I mean, Tune, you know what he's going to bring? He's a rookie. And Dobbs, he only started twice in his league. He's already been in the league for like four or five years. And I think six years. (laughs) And even in those two starts, one touchdown, one interception in both. So, I mean, nah, just just trash the whole Cardinals. Don't buy anybody with the Cardinals offense. Just stay away. You you feel the same way, Joe? Yeah, it seemed like towards the season, that's when me and Brandon started agreeing with each other because thousand percent, I'm telling you, thousand percent. Um, I get the the Dobbs thing. I think they're trying to do a fake Jacoby thing where he was with them, uh, the offensive coordinator back in Cleveland, trying to stall. But all at the same time, to your point, I think it's also an avid point. You know, did somebody have Rosen that went to Kyler Murray? Could they be going from Kyler Murray to to Caleb? Like we kind of think it, it might be the situation. Um, I like Toon, believe it or not. I think Toon is a, a really good quarterback as far as passing and getting the ball down the field, but – that like means they ain't gonna start him then. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think it's honestly, Dom's job then. I think honestly, I wouldn't take a throw on nobody. Like the the look what defense they gave up. What who they they just gave up? Uh, not just their offensive tackle, but look at Isaiah Simmons going tanking, <laughs> tanking for. And I th- I think they gave a him up stud, for a seventh man. round pick. They, they gave him up for, for a box of chocolates, man. But but at the same time, they weren't gonna pay him anyway. So but they weren't they gonna were pay Buddha Baker either. So and they brought uh-huh. Buddha back. You brought back True. the older guys opposed to the ascending player, but it's the NFL, you know. <laughs> yeah, th- th- so th- those moves are what told me that they were tanking. Um so mm. New England Patriots. So they cut Bailey Zappi, they cut Malik Cunningham, both at quarterback. They also end up cutting Pierre Strong. Well, Pierre Strong was traded, actually. JJ Taylor was cut, Kevin Harris was cut. Ty Montgomery cut. So they did end up bringing back Zappi and Cunningham to the practice squad. But as of right now, the only two running backs are Stevenson and Zeke. The only quarterback on the active roster is Mac Jones. I don't know what the heck New England is doing right now. But if we go into the season with one active quarterback and two active running backs on the roster, I, I just feel like I, it needs to be the nail in the coffin at this point for Bill Belichick because you, you you just you drinking your own juice a little bit too much for me like like the the pride or the thinking that you're outsmarting whoever else or I, I don't know what's going on but these moves don't make any sense to me I know they brought in a bunch of offensive linemen maybe they were confident that Zappy and Cunningham wouldn't be poached while on waivers by another team. So they kind of felt like, you know, give me another couple of weeks to figure out which lineman I'm going to keep, and then I'll cut whoever I don't want and then bring up, you know, one of them or both of them. But only having Stevenson and Zeke, that's a little bit different um, than what I'm used to seeing. And now I'm kind of back in the ballpark of kind of liking the backfield again because it might not even be a two-headed monster. It might be a starting running back and then somebody playing the James White role. But what you got on this whole New England situation, Joe? Yeah, I, I would just say with preseason in general, we're going to see a lot of this, you know, indec- indecision and stuff like that. We saw a lot of it 
look at uh the not to, to cut back, but the Browns, for example, they let go Kellen Munn just to bring him back on the practice squad. People just getting real creative with trying to get the players they want, knowing that they got you know the opportunity to bring those players back later on. But going back to the Patriots, I think honestly, this is gonna be an interesting situation with Zeke and Ramondre because I'm not on the Zeke Kool-Aid, you know what I mean? Like he had those montages two years ago. He was doing them same drills. He he tried to do this offseason. He looked crisp two years ago, but we done seen these net these knees go out six, seven games into the season. We done seen his yards per carry go way high to two, you know, less than three yards a carry by midway. Um I, I think I'm like, what else do you need to see from Ramondre at this point? You know, I know Bill was hard on him the first few years with the fumbles and things like that, but I think that's the bell cow did there too. But what about Kevin Harris? I would I would think Kevin Harris would be on the team to kind of give him some type of death, you know. So it's I like the backfield. Exactly. It's just it's just the <laughs> offense, man. I'm like, what's the receivers, you know? <laughs> but 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 to your point, if Zeke is often hurt and the only other running back on the depth chart is Stevenson, are we now high on Stevenson again? Because he he may just be a bell cow, which you rarely see with the Patriots. And I just I just don't understand some of the moves that have been made. I mean, I know running backs are can be a dime or dozen, but maybe some of these guys come back on the practice squad once. Maybe Zappy or Cunningham moves up and they get rid of a, a, a offensive lineman or two because they brought in like three or four of them just to see who was going to work out well. But I mean, what what you got on this, Vander? Oh, um. Well, firstly, you did say Colt McCoy was cut. Um, I, I'm hearing he's a possible option here in New England to land. Um, hmm. As far as being higher on Stevenson, I'm probably a little bit higher on Zeke um, because okay. I still think he'll still possibly be that goal line back and maybe even third down back. But you know, you know, Bill, man, he treat these guys like a temp service. You know, <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll call you. It's like a PRN, you know what I'm saying? It's as needed. So guys right. like Harrison, Ty Montgomery, some of these names you'll probably see again. You know what I mean? They may not be on the practice squad, but they'll stay by the phone. You know, Bill kind of does that sometimes. So he keep guys by the phone. And if you have to come up, then we'll call you. So they just tell you stay in shape and stay by the phone. You know what I mean? So I, I can see that in this situation here. But I do think they're going to bring in another quarterback. Possibly, like I said, Colt McCoy was a name that they're speaking of. Or, I mean, before the season starts, you can always uh, pull a guy up. They made it to the practice squad safely. Kind of surprised Zappy made it um, safely. To the practice squad? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually I surprised. thought he was going to be on that, the roster. I'm surprised about that, but I'm surprised that he was released and still made it through waivers. I was thinking Not, that right, yeah. other teams were, you know, with the performances he put on last year, would be okay with having him as a backup because he was not that bad of a quarterback. Not at all. Especially to be a rookie. I mean, what more you want from him? I mean, but apparently, you know, you, you kind of see a player's true value when they make it all the way through waivers of all 32, all, all the other 31 teams and nobody thought enough of them to, to, to get them now. But when you're on the practice squad, people can come get you and bring you over to the, at the roster anyway. So that mean, you know, we're, out of the deep order, if that makes sense. But we'll kind of see how that goes. I wouldn't necessarily mind a Carson Wentz type of person um, being a backup there behind uh, Mac Jones. I think Wentz has more to his credit than a Colt McCoy does. I don't know what his asking price might be. But... Wentz could 
probably better than Matt Jones. So then at that point, you're really, really pushing it. Uh, Why not? If if he's better, he's better. Right. Well, it's okay. Then make him the starter. You know, and that's but that's going to be a difficult situation with as far as draft where you drafted Matt Jones and all these different things like that. But there's not 32 quarterbacks in the league better than than Wentz. I'm sorry, it's just not. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, he had another couple of quarterbacks that were cut. You had P.J. Walker and Nathan Peterman that were cut by Chicago, leaving rookie Tyson Badgett. I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly as the backup for Justin Fields. And I, I think this was kind of one of those Alper Pro type situations. This didn't really uh, surprise me, if that makes sense. Um, Walker and Peterman are kind of journeymen. They, they aren't really anything that is like, oh, wow, look at what they did in the past. So that that was kind of, you know, was what it was. Same as uh, Trevor Simeon cut by the Bengals, making Jake Browning officially the backup for Burrow. Um, anything to speak on as far as these three guys are concerned? No. Oh, I'm not surprised by the Browning move. He actually played way better than Simeon did. Um, so I'm not surprised by that. This kid Badgett, he kind of came out of nowhere. But again, like you said, the competition wasn't really, I mean, Peter and Walker, like, there wasn't really much in the building. Uh, but he can be a very, uh, a guy to watch because with the way Phil plays, let's see if he can start all that running. I could see him very well maybe missing some games if his body can hold up. Um, so that'd be a tricky, a tricky thing there if Badger has actually get some starts this year. So. We had Melvin Gordon cut by Baltimore, but then returned to the practice squad. What is this telling us about Dobbins? Um, Mitchell is also one that's a candidate possibly for IR. He had an issue going on. Um, not exactly sure what's going on with him. The Gus bus is still there. What is this telling us about Gus and Dobbins that Gordon is on the practice squad and um, Mitchell is hurt and they weren't worried about bringing Gordon up even though Mitchell is hurt. So it's still Justice Hill too. Yeah, he's kind of, he, I mean, he's a dude, but he, he never really gets much opportunity. Um, I, I don't, I don't think he'll get, if they were going to depend on him, I think that Gordon would probably be on that, the roster. I think it's more telling about Gus and Dobbins than it is about Hill, humble opinion. But, but what mean, do you have on what do you have also, on the backfield? Also, if he made it, he didn't. <laughs> no, but but no, what I'm saying is I believe that if they were going to depend on Hill, Gordon would have made the team. If 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 Dobbins or Gus was still hurt and they weren't going to be able to, you know, get any run out of the two of them, they would have ended up. Uh, putting Gordon on the active roster versus him being on the practice squad is what I'm saying. I think Gordon just don't got much left in the tank. That's what it's telling me. He's just not that good anymore. I mean, because you Why bring him back on the practice squad if that's the case? Because of his emergency. He, he's going to make 80000 I mean, you got you got younger players that just got cut that you could have brought back to the practice squad instead of Gordon if he ain't got nothing left in the tank. Not, run, not running backs. I mean, the dudes that we just talked about, if Gordon ain't got nothing left, I mean, I would take Kevin Harris over Gordon. i take Ty Montgomery over Gordon if, if he ain't got nothing left. He didn't have Kevin Harris. I mean, you know what I'm saying? This, they, they had a guy that was there. They had four, probably four or five running backs to choose from, and he was the one that didn't make it. So they just brought him back to the practice squad. Uh, Malik yeah. Davis was cut from uh, Dallas as well. Um, the, um, what's your boy, Vaughn? 
he wasn't. I, I thought it was kind of a more of a competition between the two of them or who who would end up being the backup. Um, but Malik Davis was cut. Um, how are we looking at this uh, Dallas backfield? Uh, how do you feel about Parter? Do you think that he's going to be able to actually carry a load or is he going to end up getting hurt again? But you got I mean, my name, Joe. Yeah, I think um, Pollard, people think Pollard is small, but this guy's what, six feet, 210 pounds, a prototypical running back. We probably put him at what, 215. He's not that far off. But still, I things think, hurt. <laughs> we, don't, we only see him one season hurt. I mean, and we can't we can't play the game off of injury, but I think, you know, I like I like the trio and what they have because Deuce Vaughn can figure to play, and then they also have the young man that made the team as well, too. I think Pollard's going to be pretty good, but I'm really interested in in, uh, in Vaughn. He reminds me a lot of Sproles. I think even Vander alluded to that, okay. too, uh, not even a couple of weeks ago on the show. I do see a lot of Sproles in him, and I think he really can help out even in the kick return game as well, too. It's going to be an interesting offense. I think they're going to have to get really creative with this running back backfield. I think you might see them both on the field at the same time, both Pollard and Vaughn, just to you know prevent that matchup to the defense. But you got Vander. No, I think Pollard's going to be the he's he's the real deal this year. Um, he finished high over he finished high sharing the ball last year as far as fantasy running backs, and now he's kind of the guy. Uh, Vaughn's going to get a little love here and there, but Rico Dowling seems like he's going to be the backup. Um, he's been mm, playing okay, uh, South Carolina running back. So um, I think he'll get the rock. I could see you know maybe some. Some some uh, packages for a guy like Deuce. They're gonna have a few for him. Maybe get him in space, you know. But uh, I think Dallin is is the backup here, and 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 Vaughn is the third uh, running back. A few more running backs that got cut. We have Trey Sermon, the former Buckeye, cut by the Eagles. Zonovan Knight cut by the Jets. Kenyon Drake cut by Indy, which that kind of surprised me based on the fact that, you know, JT is not going to be available. But uh, what do we have on these three guys? Why don't you go ahead and start us off, man? Oh, man. Um, Sermon. Like, what happened to that boy? You know what I'm saying? Like, that boy had some promise coming out of Ohio State, man. He looked like he's going to be that guy and just – he just can't catch up. He just don't. You know, he just can't – he just don't got it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm really not surprised by that cut. Um, as far as Drake, he didn't really get a lot of uh, a lot of uh, attention in the preseason. I thought he was going to, you know, this is probably going to see where he was at. He got cut. So kind of surprised by that. But even the kid in front of him, I think uh, – is it Funk? Was it Jake Yeah, Funk? James Funk. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He got sliced up as well. So now they only have, uh, I think – Jackson Moss and maybe uh Hull or the running yeah. back. So I think, you know, I was surprised by that. Um who, who, was, who was the third guy? Uh Zonovan Knight cut by the Jets. Kind of surprised. Again, like I told you, this guy he didn't. Yeah, play. yeah. You said you said either he him you said it was gonna be him or Michael Carter. Michael Carter. But no, but you said that Michael Carter, if he was going, he'd probably get traded versus being cut. Right. So but yeah. Because this guy was on the practice squad last year and got pulled up. They had a few little games here and there, but no. Um, I was going to be on the team because of the, you know, he got drafted and he's he's kind of like a project for these guys. Um, but I'm not surprised, even though I think Zonovan Knight did get picked up by a practice squad. I want to say the 
he got picked up today. I think I didn't. Detroit, even, I didn't see that. I want to say the Detroit Lions. I could be wrong. Okay. I want to say the Detroit Lions picked him up on the practice squad, but he's no he's no no more than that. Just a practice squad guy. You got anything on these guys, Joe? No, not not anything particular. Uh, not that group. We'll round out the show with the wide receivers. Um, Indy cut several wide receivers. Uh, Brashad Perriman is gone. Isaiah McKenzie gone. James Washington gone. They didn't bring any of them back to the practice squad, to my knowledge. Um, does I'm not exactly sure what this means for their wide receiver room. Obviously, Pittman, um, Alec Pierce, and the rookie uh, Downs, it's good news for them. Um, it was kind of a toss-up whether or not McKenzie would end up being the starting slot guy or if it would be the rookie. I guess the rookie showed enough, or they're kind of feeling down about this year and would rather get the rookies in there to you know, get a little bit of game time versus even worrying about what the vets may be able to bring to the table. Uh, but what you got on these uh, indie cuts as far as wide receivers are concerned, Joe? Um, so with McKenzie, McKenzie's actually he he's healthy now. He he's still on the team. He just wasn't healthy, so he's back. And he's still, on the... but he got cut though. Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, he got cut today. What? Yeah, he got. It, but that, that was my thing. He was, like, he was healthy. Yeah. And they, they exactly. Never... <laughs> Damn, what the? Thank you, healthy. Healthy scratch. Yo, that's crazy. Well, like you said, I think um. They had a unique group, but they got rid of, like you said, Dolan. They got rid of uh, Satrin. Like, all these guys they kept from last year. The turnover is crazy. But I I like Josh Downs. But that was my guy for him to show. I think um, we just don't – I just really, I don't really care what the offense like because the main – the running back not there. I, like, it's hard to say what Michael Pittman going to do or all these people taking a step forward when the real threat of the RPO or the real threat of the offense is Jonathan Taylor. So – I I'm all I can't I ain't gonna get no praises to nobody honestly. Vander, let me ask you this: Jonathan Taylor not being there, how bad does this hurt Richardson? It helps Richardson. It helps Richardson. He's the only show in town. You know what I mean? Like, will he be able to make it though? (laughs) He got to be the quarterback and the running back. (laughs) Same thing with how we seen Fields last year, right? I think you're gonna see a repeat. The field's performances you've seen last year, you're going to see those performances from Richardson this year. It could be 180 yards pass, but it may be 180, 80 yards rushing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's going to be one of those type of things, I think. I think he's going to be forced to run the ball more, uh, forced to – because, I mean, who, where, where are the playmakers as far as the backfield? You know what I mean? I mean, they got a hodgepodge group. They said Moss may be ready week one, but he's not really – I mean, he he's a guy. Dion uh, is a guy. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I I don't know what what's going to happen with Hall, the rookie. But then the target tight end just went on R today, right? Yeah, I saw that. Well, now Mo Ali Cox is the starter. I do like him a little bit more now because it, he kind of like the guy um, due to right. circumstances. But um, yeah, I think I, like, I think I like Richardson a little bit more now because it's like. It's, it's, he's going to be a one-man band. The same thing we seen in Fields last year. He's going to be on his own. But Fields had Montgomery, if I'm not mistaken. Montgomery still was in that but backfield, but correct? We do. Montgomery still was efficient. I mean, Montgomery and um um Herbert 
were, were that, I mean, he, he put it like this: he had better running backs than what Richardson about that. Yeah, 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 for sure. But what, as far as talent wise, but they didn't. It was running back, look around, run. I think you see a lot of that. You know, what I'm saying from Richardson is what I'm saying. Last guy I got on my list, and y'all uh, let me know if I'm missing anybody of importance. Uh, Jalen Rager was cut by Minnesota, and it was oh. talked about that um, he may have been traded to another team. But as far as I know, he hadn't even been picked up by anyone's practice squad. But, yeah, this is the guy that was uh, drafted <laughs> in front of Justin Jefferson. Um, and I, I it doesn't look like he's going to have much longer of a career in the NFL. Um, what y'all got on Rager? <laughs> Look, I hope y'all get to I hope y'all get to see see the show on YouTube. The audio ain't gonna do it justice, but the faces that I'm seeing right now talking about Rager, it, it's, it's saying more than words could say. I mean, like I don't, I, I really don't think he's gonna get picked up anywhere. What? What are you talking about, bro? That's tripping. You know what I'm saying? Like, is there oh. anybody that I'm missing that kind of made the list for you guys as being either a head scratcher or something that's going to really affect a team as far as um, the cut is concerned or somebody that you just knew was going to get cut that didn't? Oh, boom. Um, he didn't get cut. It was news that came out. He got cut, but he was traded for a late round pick. And that's Albert O, Denver Broncos. To the Philadelphia Eagles, I like that move. I'm not surprised by the um the cut or trade or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I went ahead and grabbed him early, um maybe a week ago because I knew this day was coming. And he, you know, his last preseason game, he showed out. I mean, the guy got talent. You know, what I mean, he showed that. Right. Yeah. Therefore, the Eagles, man, I like that move for them. Uh, he could be, you know, sit behind Goddard, and if Goddard goes down, this to have a a really good tight end. So. God um, is no stranger to injury either. So yeah, it's a great point. I like that. I like that move for them. You got anybody uh honorable mentions, Joe, or anybody else that you saw that was cut or didn't get cut? No, no, most I was I'm still catching on apparently because when you mentioned <laughs> I think drop Isaiah McKenzie, I'm like, dang, they just said he's healthy. Another <laughs> got the kid, Miles Gaskins, going to Minnesota. Yeah, Bats, that was yeah. pretty interesting. So and they dropped um they cut McBride, the rookie. Surprising. He had so, two he had two touchdowns in the preseason. Kind of surprised by that move. Um, and nobody picked him up either on, on, on off of waivers. So what what's going on that like like what's your outlook now for the uh, backfield? Do we do we still see Madison as you know, heads and tails, or is this thing going to be split up, split up between him and Gaskins? Because I always kind of felt like Gaskins gave Miami a little bit more. Than they than than what they treated him like, if that makes sense. My my the real question for me is: Is it Gaskins or Tyson or or, or, or Chandler? Chandler. You know who's it going to be? Who's the number two guy now? You know what I mean. So that's the question I really got. Because I I know Madison would probably go down sometime during this season. Facts. Um, <laughs> who's the guy that steps in behind him? Is it going to be Chandler or is it going to be Gaskins? I guess we'll we'll probably find out within the first four weeks of the season. <laughs> but that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Next week, we'll be going into doing two shows again. Actually, 
Will that be next week? No, that'll be week after next when we'll have the full slate of NFL games. Uh, we'll be doing two shows a week. The The show that will come out on Monday will be your waiver wire show, making sure you get prepared for that. And then we'll give you our overall synopsis of the week on the show that will come out on Thursday and make sure you're getting ready for the following week. But for today, we out. Thank you.